0: Hello, world. Welcome to the ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. I am your co-host, Jenny Scott. I am a master trainer and ISSA product developer here with my co-host with the most, Dan, the man, Duran. What's up, Dan?
1: The more you learn, the more you earn. I am (laughs) here to learn and earn.
0: You are full of these, full of these. I love it. We've got a great episode for you guys today. Specifically, we're talking about body weight workouts. Um, They are so popular. They used to be anyway, Um, but anymore people are starting to think of them as like a subpar workout that you don't get enough out of them. Um, And they are a really good option. You don't always have to use heavy weights to get the most out of your workout or to make it challenging. Um, So we have an amazing guest here with us today. I've actually worked with him indirectly for like the last year of my life, but this is my first time actually meeting him. Um, He is a best-selling author, international speaker. He's a strength coach, yay strength coaches, and an ISSA course creator. So he's actually had a hand in a lot of our courses, which is awesome. So I've worked with him in that way. Um, His passion is to help people grow stronger, both mentally and physically. Welcome, Josh Bryant. What's up? Thanks for having me on, Jenny.
2: I appreciate
0: it. (laughs) Absolutely. We're so happy to have you here. Um, so we want to know first, before we dive into bodyweight training, Josh, you are very, very successful in fitness and you kind of paved your own way. How did you get into fitness and where did you, how did you get to where you are now?
2: Well, I first um, actually got certified by ISSA in like 2001. Whoop, whoop. So 20 years ago, um, I met uh, Dr. Salaria, the um, who him and Dr. Fred Hatfield founded the company. Yeah, the OG. I met him at the YMCA, um, doing close grip bench presses when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> Stayed in touch with him along the way. And I just, uh, basically, I got a job working at a gym at 16 years old. And, um, at first I was helping other kids, and then all of a sudden I'm getting these, uh, more advanced people to ask me to help them. So I figured, why not get certified and make it official? And then, um, that's what I've been doing ever since then.
0: Nice, nice. Well, I know people, they're listening to your voice. They can't see you. You guys should Google him, look him up. He is jacked, like in a good way. He's a big guy. He's definitely been working out. You can tell that you work the system, Josh. I like work it. Work the system. <laughs> yeah, work the system. It works if you work it. Um, that's, that's awesome. Right. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do now. What kind of clients do you work with? Um, what What do you do?
2: Um, I work primarily um, with strength athletes and tactical athletes. So for your law enforcement, military, uh, people like that, and then people pursuing strength. So the first thing that kind of happened was I was working with um, some strength athletes, setting world records and things like that. But the cool part about it was people were noticing that they could actually move. They weren't just like only people that do powerlifting that can't walk up a flight of stairs. So yeah, kind of transitioned into that. And um, it's funny, I actually started off and more general population went into more traditional athletes, went to strength athletes. Then it's come to strength athletes and tactical athletes and bodybuilders. I've just always been in gyms my entire life. I, you know, it's like Rocky says, I can't sing or dance. Maybe it's, that's what it is. I don't know, but I've never (laughs) not been around gyms. I've, um, it's just always where I've been. So, and then, um, with, um, a lot of it was also doing some of the research was figuring out, um, you know, why prisoners get so big and so strong, even though weights have been out of the jails, um, for the most part, nationwide since about 1992. True. Yeah. gains are still there, so what's going on It's ha- you know, it's, it's, there are ways to maximize gains without equipment and you, body weight training properly applied. It is a great way to do it it's it's not like you're never too strong to include some sort of body weight training in your training whether you're um for instance Julius Maddox is world record in the bench press um right now and I still have him doing push-ups you know so it's not like you know this is the strongest upper body to ever walk the face of the earth no one is close and he's there he's not too strong for push-ups
0: that's awesome. I did push-ups in my workout today from my knees, but I had really good form.
1: <laughs> it, 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 and you know what? But funny you say that. Literally 30 minutes ago, I was doing push-ups too. So I was doing them with a suspension trainer. I was doing them on a power plate and I was doing them on the floor. So absolutely, positively good for anyone. There you go. Now, like Jenny said, if, if the, the listeners could see you, uh, Josh is a big dude. And, and if you've uh, seen him or friends with him on Facebook or something, you you, you'll see that the man can move too. So on that note, you know, we're debunking this here around body weight. And probably one of the greatest is that it's for beginners body weights for beginners. It's for the person that's just training at home, or it's the person that's not ready for a gym air quotes. Uh, It's too easy. What do you say to that, Josh?
2: It's not true. Um, There's a lot of ways to make it more difficult. First off, like Jenny just said, Jenny's getting more out of doing pushups right on her knees than doing them not right, you know, the traditional way. So you got to make sure your technique's right. So, I mean, there's all sorts of ways to make body weight training more difficult, you know? So first one is just sort of your cadence. If you look at, you know, you can slow down your negative, make it harder that way. And then you can also do an explosive positive. So like Fred Hatfield, you know, the co-founder of I used to say, popularize the concept of compensatory acceleration training so for in lifting performative movement as explosively as possible we can go next level without the body weight though because like a pull-up we can do a jumping pull-up we can do we can become airborne on a on a push-up so like a barbell is going to limit you with that end range of motion obviously if you don't slow down just a little bit before the end the negative acceleration phase where the push-up we can literally become airborne and make it more difficult that way so Push ups easy, get airborne. You know, you can also, um, you can also increase the range of motion. So for instance, if, you know, you do pushups like Dan was just talking about on the TRX, you can get a deeper range of motion on there between boxes, things like that. So that's one way to make it more difficult. You can use um, pause reps. So like, you know, for instance, at a pull up pause at the top of the rep and get that contraction for one or two seconds, you know, that's going to make it much more uh, difficult. You can, um, you know, move away from your midline. Just think if you do a lunges with your hands above your head, it's going to be more difficult than if they're down by the side, you know, pushups, put your hands out in front of you. Things like that are going to make the bodyweight training a lot more difficult. Of course, the ultimate is to go unilateral. If a pushup's easy, do it with one arm. Go you know, do a bodyweight <laughs> squat, do a pistol squat. We can, Make it more difficult, you know, and and, and then there's other ways. Even if, if you have household things like around the house, you could hold that, add resistance that way. Bands, things like that. So, you know, I don't know how what, if we're getting away from the spirit of body weight training by including bands, but that's a household thing. That's something you can bring in your carry on bag if you're flying. With your laptop, you could stuff a few bands in there. So we're not asking you to bring you know a squat rack with you. So there's all sorts of different ways you can make body weight training more difficult so that's how you wonder how people in jail have continued to make gains without weights that's it right there go to any if you want a challenge here to look to figure this out go to um watch some people do gymnastics you know like those performers in vegas and stuff Mm -hmm. a lot of them don't have any sort of semblance of a good diet yet they could easily go on stage at a natural bodybuilding show and do quite well it's because of all the advanced bodyweight training they're doing
0: Absolutely. Well, I was going to ask that too. How do you even add resistance? A lot of people think body weight. Oh, you're stuck with just your body weight. And I mean, didn't Bruce Lee do calisthenics like body weight training? Absolutely did. Yeah. So how how would you add resistance or progress something outside of bands even um, it, with body weight training?
2: Well, all those things we were saying. So you'd want it. You could you could make the make the cadence go more explosive. Slow down the on the positive. Slow down the negative. Um, you move away from the midline, you can go unilateral, go to one's, you know, only do it with one arm. A pull up with one arm is going to be a, a heck of a lot harder than with two. You can use a pause reps, you know, pause at difficult parts of the movement, you know, at, mm-hmm. pull up, pause at the top, get that, get that contraction up there. That's going more harder. I mean, more difficult. So there's a ton of different ways that way you don't need a weighted vest or bands, which can work quite well, but that's not necessary. It's like basically like this anything outside of your body weights, just a luxury. It's not, you know, needed. Just so like if you're, you know, adding, say you're, you know, eating steak to get protein, if you get like, you know, some A1 sauce or something, cause it makes it better for you. That's a luxury. You don't need it for that protein for the steak. Same with the body weight training. You only need yourself and, you know, anything outside of that's a pure luxury.
0: That's so cool. And everything you're saying, like changing things to unilateral, make it explosive, um, get airborne. These are all super athletic things. Like it's hard. <laughs> it's going to be challenging. So I could see why.
2: That's a problem. A lot of people have is, um, you know, as you get, a, as one ages, the tendency is to go, you know, is to do less athletic things when the reality is that, you know, if you're not training for a sport, that's when you want to do it. Because when you're 25 years old, you know your nephew wants to throw a football with you. It's all good. You don't need to ever practice or anything. But if you're like 55 and you hadn't done anything in 20 years, you're gonna throw out your shoulder. And and like that's for powerlifting and stuff. Why I have a lot of people do this more athletic stuff is because I mean I've literally seen top level bodybuilders and powerlifters get hurt like slipping in parking lots and stuff. Yeah, I think they would have been more athletic and been outside of the traditional you know movement patterns. They would have been fine. So you're gonna hold on to your athleticism. And quote unquote, defy aging better if you do this more athletic stuff. You don't want to just be on a you know sitting on a machine pumping out lateral raises, not moving at all. You need to actually move. And it's not like you for powerlifting a mistake I see people make is they'll do some really, really easy mobility type of stuff. And then just train how we're talking about not doing anything else, where I think you need to have a little more intensity here with actual body weight movements. If you want to have it, you know, do anything for you in a situation where you could get injured. So
0: true. I see guys at the gym all the time. Like they grab the little five or 10 pound plates and they're like, they look like a pterodactyl, like waving yeah. their arms all over. I'm like, first of all, you're going way too fast. Second of all, what are you trying to warm up right now? One guy has a shoulder brace and he's doing the internal external rotation so fast. I'm like, I do that with just my arm right now. And like the little Chinese cat thing and it hurts. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be more functional than that. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I I want to start, we need to start a seminar somewhere and teach people how to do more functional movement
2: <laughs> i noticed it a ton when especially um outside of the u.s when i, I did a, a, a whole bunch of seminars in india i did like eight or nine of them over like a 10-day period and that's what we're noticing there is you know people would be doing this stuff like you're saying but there was no no functionality to it. it was like either bizarre it was way too slow to get anything out of it. Like the opposite would be true, too. Like, yeah. You no, know, what are you doing? I'm doing mobility. Well, that's not really going to help you because if something happens, it's going to be a lot quicker speed than that, you know? Or, so that kind of thing. or you're saying, like, I've seen, I know exactly what you're saying at the gym. <laughs> I see yeah, the seen, little seen, plates like, and they're doing the little <laughs> rotations. I'm like, ah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for another rapid review for our ISSA online coaching course. Lewis in Pennsylvania had a review. He said, the online coaching certification is very helpful in every way. Anywhere from selling services to learning about posting ads. You'll be informed by choosing the certification more so than you were before. Thanks, Lewis.
1: Well, yeah, I want to take us back to something you mentioned early on, Josh, uh, about prisoners. And and I didn't realize that the weights had been taken out years ago. Uh, Pretty cool factoid there. And the, the fact that these prisoners could build, you know, so much lean body mass using just body weight. So another myth of course, is that you can't get, you can't get bigger. You can't add muscle, right. Uh, using just body weight. What do you say to that myth and how did they do it?
2: That's not, you know, so obviously it is a myth. So if you want to you go back and, and see somebody yourself, that's, um, they gained a ton of size with it um there's a guy named the great gama g-a-m-a do you know who that is he was no, a no. world champion grappler from india in the um i i would say he was in his heyday from the maybe 1920s to 40s but anyways he was, was before champion. my time
0: josh before my yeah time. yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think he was like um I know somebody from England came, there was some sort of champion wrestler to India when he was like 50 some years old and the great Gama threw him like a rag doll. point being, this guy is huge. He's like, he was about 5'8", 260, you know, huge by today's standards of muscle. And his primary movements were the Hindu pushup and the Hindu squat. And um, he he waved around, um, he waved around some of those Indian clubs too in um, and mesas and things like that but like no traditional weight training so if, if you want to see the example of because I, I get when people are gonna say like, hey you know what this prisoner is huge what happened was this prisoner was you know, had a lot of muscle before they went in and then they maintained it once they got you know into jail type of thing
0: yeah
2: Where, you know that you find but like someone like the great gama that's not the case and there is so it comes a lot down to you know I also think you know, it's going to work for a lot of different people, but the, the, also the more someone weighs, the more they're probably going to be able to. If you if if it's a uh, you know if you're five eleven one 115 pounds, even using these things, it's not going to work as well as weights. Where if you're, you know, two hundred and fifty pounds and you start doing this, I mean that, that's you know think about it. If you're two hundred and fifty pounds and you're busting out sets of hundred push-ups, that that something's going to happen.
0: Yeah. It's funny that you say that. Like people always like, I always think of like somebody who's overweight or obese and they like, oh, I want to get really small. Like you're never going to be small because you're 300 pounds, 350 pounds. You have a lot more muscle mass to carry around that 350 than I do at six foot 175. So when you do lose your body fat, you know, if that's your goal, you do lose your body fat, you're going to feel like, oh, I feel big. I feel bulky. Or or, I feel like I have a lot of muscle mass. Yeah. Cause you had it before and it's actually kind of hard to lose it. Like you actually have to work to lose muscle mass in most cases. Interesting.
2: You guys say that too, because another point to bring up here is I think part of the reason body weight training got a received a bad rap was for a while people used to say, um, you know there was sort of a trend going around, like never, like never start somebody off with weights only start them off with the body weight, which is, might be good in theory. If there were, we didn't have you know a, a problem called obesity because you have somebody coming in there, weighs 400 pounds, say, all right, you know, we're gonna start you off with pushups. I mean, give me a break. If the person can do pushups, they'd be repping, you know, 405 on bench. It's not practical.
1: So, yeah.
2: but the thing that's, that is true is body weight training is scalable. Like you said, pushups on your knees, Mm-hmm. You could do pushups against a wall, you know, and you could even measure yourself out from the wall. You know, I want to be 12 inches today. I make it a little harder, I'll go to 16 inches away, and keep working out. Then go to your knees, like type of thing. So that's if you get the I say uh, bodyweight ebook free for everybody to download. We have in there progressions on what to do. So for you, your clients, whoever that may have trouble with just how the you know the advanced person. might think I'm too advanced for bodyweight training you're not, you know, you're not too much of a beginner for it either, even though you might think you are, there are ways to progress it. And that's why I think you got a bad rap is people are like, I, you know, I'm 400 pounds. I can do a push push-up or that kind of thing. And, and a lot of people that were, you know, also a lot of people that are really good at body weight training initially, they had no system to it. They were just naturally pretty good at it. So you get someone jumping up you know, at 12 years old that can do muscle-ups, they're probably not going to be the person to teach you. Just how Michael Jordan is so much better at basketball than you. He yeah. may not go convey what he knows because the things that might be hard for a normal person came. eat, you know. Yeah. That's why he's yeah. the best because his starting point, you know, was better than the man took it and developed it. We're the same with these guys. A lot of them that can do these muscle-ups and things were so good to start with, they don't know the beginning progression. But now that, you know, there's actually some systematic – ways to do this, everybody can benefit from it.
0: And you also have to think of it like they're not every trainer is going to be good at teaching body weight, just like you were just saying you, it Mm. is something you need to learn a little bit about. So do your homework, do your research, because I know a lot of, I'm a bodybuilder myself. I know plenty of male bodybuilders who look amazing. They're big guys, super lean. Can they do a pull-up? No. If you fell off the side of the grand Canyon, you would die. You would not be (laughs) able to pull yourself up. Cause people are like, what is the functional purpose of a pull-up? If you fall off the side of that little mountain, you like to hike out here in Arizona. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, sure. Right. But you also have to use your trainer brain though, too. When you think about things like using body weight to build muscle mass or to build strength and correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, like I'm a strength coach too. And so I do a lot of studying on how we can build muscle, um, and make yourself stronger. And it comes down to fatiguing the muscle. You can sure. do that with body weight, right?
2: Right. Absolutely. Fatigue it. And then you can even, you know, hit really hit your fast twitch muscle fibers too. If, if you you know, like they are talking about the explosive plyometric pushups and, and jumps and things like that.
0: Yeah. So it's like, you have to think about what creates that adaptation and how do you sure. achieve that? And it doesn't necessarily have to be with weight. So I think this is super cool. So speaking of like weight, um, if somebody wanted to lose weight there, there's a lot of people out there that think that body weight training, isn't going to burn as many calories. Cause you're not lifting a load. Um, talk to us about that. What, why is that a myth?
2: That's not true because I think that's one of the beauties of body weight training. Um, you know, you can do it for like, you know, just strength and take long rests and things like that, but it's a lot easier to make a, me- like to add a metabolic component when it's you versus like a barbell, because think about it, you can, if you just sit there, like, let's just say you want to work your biceps. Okay. If you do some some dumbbell curls, you can do those as hard as you can. Um, but it's not going to fatigue anything much beyond your biceps where you start doing busting out like chin-ups and things like that. That's going to fatigue everything and quickly add a metabolic component that doesn't exist with, you know, a machine bicep curl or dunk. the only way you could really do it that way would be get a little dangerous. You would have to like really start swinging the weight up hard cheat curls with so much weight then accentuate the negative, which, yeah, if you don't hurt yourself, you'll probably get some decent, you know, good results from it, but it's very, everything we got a risk. We have a benefit doing like that is so high on the risk side. It doesn't justify the benefit where you can metabolically fatigue with, uh, you know, supinated chin ups. And and a lot, it's funny, a lot of times, um, with bodybuilding, um, you can get people that you're saying that don't really do pull-ups or they can't do them. They they Mm -hmm. probably can better than they think if they, if they would, um, you know, take a little rest between sets, do it first in the workout, things like that. But let's, let's say we get that person doing it. A lot of times when you get them to start doing like you cut out their, um, of bodybuilding work, uh, honestly, I've done this experiment on people where you do, um, and this works for people that don't do this normally. Have them cut out their direct arm work and do things like chin-ups and, and dips and things like that. And mm-hmm. you'll be surprised at what kind of growth, just how if you're only doing, you know, it's just a different, it's a different stimulus where the flip side would be true too. But it's amazing growth bodybuilders can get from chin-ups and dips properly, you know, push-ups, things like that properly applied.
0: Absolutely. One day I'm going to meet you in person, hopefully very soon. You're going to see, yeah, I've got right. some biceps on me and people always ask me, how, how do you train your arms? Like my triceps are super heavy. I'm like, I don't, I do push and pull. I do chest every now and again, but it's mostly back and, and it's just, yeah, it's the grip. It's everything else that you do um, that uses those muscles to control, you know, elbow flexion and extension. It has to be controlled by something. So I love Absolutely.
1: that. Yeah. Now for the, for the coach out there uh, that either, wants to introduce body weight training to their client or for their own benefit uh their own training program what are maybe three key things that you would you would tell somebody that's maybe new to that type of training sure some 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 you know here consider this consider this consider this or or you know how do they start how do they start safely and how do they safely progress i would say the
2: first way to start is and and we're not trying to sell you anything. It's free. Get the ISSA body weight ebook. We have the Learn. programs that yep. follow and progression. So I think like anything else, the first and foremost is you know walk before you run. You're not gonna go in there like if you know say let's say let's say you're capable of deadlifting 250. If you have terrible form, you just yank it up off the ground. Okay, we wouldn't start you at 250. We, you know even if your goal is one rep max, start you at like 135 or something and. And hone it in so you got to think you know really focus really start just like a weight training program it, the odds of getting injured doing body weight training are going to be lower but we still don't want to start off crazy so start at a decent point and remember the progression so like progressive overload and regular you know weight training is everything um to make to make gains so the same here. You're not going to start off, even if your form's perfect, you don't start off like, you know, Oh, I can't, can't do anything else. You want to have a way to progress it. So we want to keep that with body weight training and, and make sure that uh, it's, it's easier to do on the, I mean, it's easier to see on the barbell or a machine. You know, I'm doing, you know, lat pull downs on hole 10. Now I'm going to hold 12. I know I got better type of thing. Assume your form's good. i to keep that on the body weight training too, and look at the different ways to progress it beyond making the exercises more difficult. You know, you add reps, look at rest intervals, increase density. We're doing the exact same amount of, or you're doing more work, um, in the same amount of time, or you're doing the same amount of work in less time. There's all so look at all these different ways to progressively overload it Start at a good place, apply it. And I think you're off to the races at that point.
0: That's awesome. So, yeah. So educate yourself. And then start small, start so that you make sure your form is good and then progress. I like it.
1: Progress from there. Yep. So I'm going to throw out one more question that's kind of a you know, I I know that the standard answer is it depends. But uh, that being said, for body weight training, which inherently teams seems to be more total body, right? You want to push up your toes to nose engaged. What are your thoughts on splits? do we do a total body workout? Do you train, do you do it every day? Do you have a recovery day? Do you have two days? Do you, you know, what, what are your thoughts on a split and the the work and, and to to recovery ratio on body weight training?
2: You recover much faster with body weight training for sure. So like, it's, it's just not, it's something about your, even if the intensity is the same with a barbell or something, it, it just, you seem to recover faster. Now that's, purely anecdotal here, but But that, that I've observed that I think it's going to depend on what you're, what you're accomplishing. So if you're going for all out hypertrophy, yeah, you probably do. You can break it down to more of a split beyond like just a full body routine. Like you might like, let's just say, you know, you're focusing on your arms and stuff. You might go one more, you know, strength oriented, power oriented, like earlier in the day, if you're breaking it up, then do something more fatiguing, you know, later in the day, because it's not just chin-ups. Like, for instance, we have, you know, I have one I like called, if you have a squat rack called bicep ladder, where you start off, like in an inverted row position, do curl yourself up. When you hit failure, you go up. It So it keeps um, you, um, you know, with a mechanical advantage, keep going up the, the rack and make it, you know, quote, unquote, easier, but you're more fatigued, things like that. So I think um, it's going to depend on how often you're training. Like to go all out full body every day is not a good idea. You know, so if you're going to do, if you're going to really push the hypertrophy, you're going to have to have a little more of a split just so you can hit everything enough. But, the, you know, for a normal person, you know, three to four times a week, full body is going to, you know, make good gains. So it's, it's going to be completely dependent on the situation.
0: Yeah. And you said one thing that I really want to drive home with people. People think body weight is just like you standing in a space with nothing around you, right? Or standing on a piece right. of turf and it's just you. You can still use equipment like what you just said about the bicep curls. That's ingenious. I do inverted rows all the time with clients. but yeah. I've never thought of doing a bicep curl with it. Like one of my clients has a Smith machine. I'll just set it a little higher and have them curl up to the bar. So you can still use the bar. I'm just not lifting the bar, right? Sure. You can use a BOSU and do lateral hops or use it as like a split stance squat or something. Um, but it's your body weight that you're moving versus adding a load. So I really want to drive that home with people. You can use equipment. It's just not loading you.
2: Sure. And, if, and even like with pull-ups and stuff, I mean... Um... I, um, I have a client in California that, um, had ordered some, actually luckily had ordered some stuff, uh, want to start training at work and set up something there. And it didn't come in before the, the pandemic hit it was like a two week kind of in between period Yeah, and just doing pull-ups on tree branches. I mean, there's all sorts of different things you can use. I mean, if you're at your house and you have a, I'm just looking at this doorway right here. I mean, it'd be tough to grip but that'd be a heck of a grip workout, just, you know, having a grip on like that and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, there's going to be advantages no matter what. And yeah, I think the, you know, the realistic thing is most people are going to have a little something. I mean, you could just put, you know, some books on your back or something and do pushups, throw them, you know,
0: have your kids sit on your back,
2: (laughs) have your kids sit on your back. You could, you know, you know, like, even like for like your cardio or something, you know, like rucking, you can just throw something in a, a backpack and walk around with it. It doesn't have to get too you know fancy. <laughs> that reminds
0: me of high school too much.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I coach at a private high school and when I picked up one of the girls' backpacks the other day. I was like, What is there a small child in here? Why is this oh, so really? heavy?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's so
0: heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they don't have lockers right now. So I was like, Oh my goodness. But oh like awesome. or something? Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. They got to carry all their books around and stuff, I guess. (laughs) But that's awesome. Thank you so much, Josh. Lots of great information. Definitely download the book, you guys, the ebook. And you wrote that, right? Right That was you. Yeah, I remember when you wrote that. Um, So I want to ask another question for you, Josh. There's people out there that want to see you. They want to see you. They want to get more information from you. How can people get in contact with you? Whether it's social media you prefer. I know you have a website. How do you want people to get in touch with you?
2: Um, My, my website's joshstrength.com. That's probably going to be the easiest. Um, Instagram is the Jailhouse Strong. Um, Then I have a Facebook page called the Josh Strength Method. And those three places you'll find me. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So if you're a new trainer out there and you guys are learning how to like brand yourself and pick your niche, he has, Josh has found a niche. He absolutely has. Um, And he's got some great branding around your profiles and your, your website. I've checked him out myself for a long time. Um, I follow you. So I think you do really, really well. Super, super excited to meet you. Thank you so much for being on our show. Um, Dan, any last words for our listeners?
1: You know it, just learn it, just learn (laughs) it, earn it. Keep sharpening that saw, tune into future podcasts, replay past podcasts, be looking around you. There's always somebody smarter in the room or you're in the wrong room. Be learning mm. all the time. Truth.
0: Yep. And on that note, you guys, I want to remind you to stay agile. Josh, Absolutely. Stay agile. And, uh, and make, make the right
1: decisions, choices. right? Make,
0: yes, good, make
2: decisions. good choices. That's
0: guys Dan's trying to take my line. <laughs>
2: No joke, came I, I I encountered um a cotton mouth the other day walking around. So I had to be agile right there. Hey, there you go. <laughs>
1: yeah. Jump out of the way. And that would not be the
2: type of place you want to pull a groin or something, right? So right. <laughs> step
0: off a curb and hurt yourself.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be talking to you soon. Make good choices. Thanks, guys.